For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AD. Yo. What's the most lopsided game you've ever been a part of? Like, I mean, really, really, really put it on the opposition. Man, you know how many years I played football? And more importantly, how many hits I took in a hit? Come on, man. Why are you asking a question like that? I'm trying to go in the way back machine. Come on. <laughs> the, the, the Rams certainly don't want to go into the way back machine. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. And, well, the gauntlet continues. That gauntlet, of course, is the Niners as they'll make their way across country to the DMV. Shout out to the DMV. They'll be taking on uh, the Baltimore Ravens. So, Ed, I was I, my brother's in town, right? He's in town for mm-hmm. thanks for Thanksgiving. He, he lives down in, in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, so I got three brothers, right? Two of us went to the game on Monday night, Rams Ravens. Uh, so okay. it, was, it was two of us, and then my, my old roommate from college. Uh, we all went went to the uh, to, to the Ravens game. You know, didn't want, really want to miss an opportunity to see Lamar Jackson in person. So it was interesting. You go into the Coliseum. And I saw a lot of Niners gear, a lot of Niners gear. Saw a couple other uh, other uniforms as well. Saw a Prescott jersey. Saw uh, some, some loyal Falcons fan in there as well. Raiders, of course, always prevalent. Um, but plenty of Baltimore Ravens fans were there. They came all the way to the West Coast to make the trip. I mean, half the stadium was full of Raven fans. And they got an absolute show. And... Lamar Jackson is fast. Hollywood Brown is fat, but Lamar Jackson, like, you, I, I've, obviously, I've, I've seen, I was a big fan of his when he was at Louisville, but seeing him up in person, it was, I looked at my brother, it was about second quarter of the game, and, and they were just really putting it on the rims at that point. I said, this looks like a scrimmage. And it did. I mean, it looked like the JV against the varsity. That Rams defense had no answer. Lamar and company, they were just doing whatever it was that they wanted to do. Well, the Rams right now, they they don't know who they are. That's number one. Uh, they're trying to figure out what, what they're doing, and guys are hesitant when they are concerned. When, when you're thinking about what can go wrong, trust me, things will go wrong. I've been on those teams where where things are going wrong, and you're trying so hard to not make a mistake that you can't make a play. Flip side of that, you talk about how fast Lamar Jackson looks. Part of that is just knowing what you're doing and just playing comfortable and just being free, and you can play fast. Uh, that's that's one of those things where Jerry Rice was not the fastest guy when they timed him in the 40. He was a 4'6 guy. He was the fastest man on planet Earth when the ball was in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because he just played with a certain confidence. He knew where he was going. He knew how to track the ball. He he knew where defenders were. All of these type things would, would happen, and, and they would play that way. Uh, but, you know, you couldn't line him up and outrun prime, but he would do it on deep balls. It's just it's funny how some guys can play the game and, and how that speed and confidence and, and, comfort and comfort comes out. That's what Lamar Jackson was showing. That's what the Niners are going to have to deal with this week. The Rams just didn't have anything uh, to, that 
that could remotely get them going. Um, and there's a difference between a team, and hear this, man, there's a difference between a team, and this, that's what we have coming up right now, difference between a team with a with a winning record and a winning team. There's a major difference. Yeah. And and these are two winning teams. When you you can have a winning record and still not be the type club that can win the tough ones. Uh, that has has your mindset uh, and, and guys guys buy in and and players understand their roles and they can stand up and the coaching staff is all there and they and they have each other's backs. And that's what a winning team takes where everyone can step up and tow the rope the way they have to. That's what both of these clubs are. They believe in what they're doing. They have the personnel to do it. They've done it so well so far. We are far enough in the season now to where you kind of are what you are. And these are two good teams. And the Rams ran into it. They ran into the Niners again. They ran, they ran into the Ravens. Uh, and right now, Man, they're about to get each other, and this is going to be fun. Yeah. This is going to be fun. To, to help us break this down, uh, of course, friend of the show, Amber Theo Harris, going to be joining us in just a sec. Of course, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. We're located wherever you listen to or wherever you find your podcast. That's where we are. You're listening to us right now. You found us, obviously, right? So go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Before we bring Amber in, um, couple things. I think we're. I think we've gotten past the point where the Rams are a barometer for a team's success, and this is not to take anything away from what the Ravens did on Monday night. Um, but I think we've. I think we've gotten past that point now because I think we realize we we see the Rams for what they are this year, and this year they just aren't a very good team. That's just the, the 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 gist of it. Well, you know what? They're average at best. That, that's it. They're yeah. they're an average ball club. They're they're like most of the teams in the league. They but, have good days and have bad games. Bad days. So I I I I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment per se, and and we're going to talk about Lamar, of course, when Amber comes. But I want to ask you this first before we bring her in. If a lot of people are saying we have not seen this before, as it relates to Lamar Jackson, we we haven't seen this. We haven't seen this act. And, and I think about a lot of the great running quarterbacks throughout. You know, the history of the NFL, Randall Cunningham was a guy that could hurt you with his legs. Mike Vick obviously was a, a transcendent type of talent. Um, you had that little little stretch there where you had RG3 and Kaepernick and guys were kind of bringing the, the zone read into the NFL for the first time, and they had a relative level of success. Um, are we prisoners of the moment by – not necessarily we because I, I don't even know that I, I subscribe to this this theory, but I, I've been hearing it a lot. Is this just a case of being a prisoner of the moment and, and with people saying that what Lamar is doing is different and we haven't seen anything like this before? Um, well, no, what Lamar is doing is different because people are just going off the numbers. So from that standpoint, uh, yes, because he's putting up numbers at the quarterback position that you haven't seen. Uh, well, he's on. Well, he's on pace to put up numbers at the quarterback position that you haven't seen. So that part of it you haven't seen. Have we seen athletic quarterbacks before? Yes, they've they've been there throughout the history of the league. You've seen guys that can run with the ball at the quarterback position. Every era has had someone there. Um, but this is the part of it that when you bring in prisoner of the moment, this is the part that everyone kind of loses sight of, and then it does turn into the um, uh, you know, you know, just the, the Twitter mentality. Like yeah. get it out first, get it out fast. Absolutely, and, you know, that's that's what's happening. Because the part of it that everyone overlooks in the moment is that the rules are different. You always have to take that into account. That's why you you've heard me say that you, you can't compare a guy to a ghost, uh, because 
and that's part of it because the way that the era that a person played in has a lot to do with how they play the game. Because I can tell you right now, have there been athletic guys? Yes. Did it, do they last? No. You know why? Because you could hit a guy differently then. If a quarterback chose to run, you were going to lose your quarterback. Yeah. It was that simple because guys were going to take him out. If you're playing in something, you could. So you know oh, through the years they've gotten to where you can't hit a quarterback. And, you know, first, even if they slid, you could hit them because he wasn't down. So they put in the rule, well, now if he slides, if he he's down. Slide, yeah. But then it was if he starts to slide, it, it, didn't, it was to the end of his slide. So guys were still hitting him. So then the, the rule went, well, you can't even – it, it's, you can't touch him if he if he slides. Now it's, it's how you touch him, even if he slides. And then you can't hit him in the head. You can't. So all, the rules have changed to where you can't punish a quarterback. So that right there allows him to be able to do some things that haven't been done from a running standpoint. We've seen guys stand in the pocket and throw the ball the way he's. I mean, you know, I mean, he doesn't have Peyton Manning numbers throwing the football. So we, you know, we've seen guys stand in the pocket and throw the ball. So everyone's comparing the running that he's doing to quarterbacks of the past. That's the difference. He'd get taken out. Just just plain and simple. Lamar would get taken out. He he would he would not last the season, just like running backs. That's what that's why team has to have right now you see running back by committee. You know why? Think of the one position in all of football. All of football. If you go back to the beginning of the game, the very first guy that played running back and was put into the Hall of Fame, rules that apply to this guy beyond the only one, face mask. Yeah. Okay? The only one that they changed, you can't grab a guy's face mask. For for the rest of those guys that played the game at running back, you still get to hit them the it's same all way. The same. It's the, you hit it's the, the same, same rules. Okay? Yeah. So, so th- that's why those guys right there, what Frank Gore's doing compares to what Jim Brown did. The only thing has changed is the number of games. But the way you can hit this guy is exactly the same. The way it was for Emmitt Smith, the way it was for Barry Sanders. or I mean, you, you mentioned the guy, Gail Sayers, Walter Payton. It's all the same. What, what uh, Jackson is doing at the quarterback position is different. You can't hit him. I guarantee you he would have gotten hit you know, in different ways. And, and you see what happens to running backs. Like I say, it's, it's running back by committee now because people have realized one running back can't take all of those hits throughout the season. They, they come in and out. You can't do that at the quarterback position. And, and they use Lamar as a running back. He's carrying the ball double-digit times. Guys who carry the ball that much miss time. Yeah. <laughs> but, you can, but you can do it at the quarterback position because he's not getting hit as often or as hard. Uh, so that's that's the difference – that's why I think we see the numbers differently. That's why I think he can, you know, he can maintain it somewhat. That you know, it he'll he'll be able to do it longer. You know, hopefully he'll stay healthy because it's fun to watch. Yeah, for more on this Ravens matchup and uh, Lamar Jackson too, of course. Now I'm trying to bring in Amber Theo Harris, friend of the show, because she really is, really can call her a friend of the show now. Ed's first repeat guest we've ever had here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Of course, you know her from Fox NFL Network and also Westwood One. She was covering the Ravens thrashing of the Rams earlier <laughs> this week. Um, Amber, I was there. On, on Monday night as well in the Coliseum. Of course, one of us was working. That, of course, was you. And, and you got to see up close just that beatdown that the Ravens uh, were able to put on, on the Rams. Um, the Rams are in trouble, but that's not why you're here. I, I, we re- I wanted to really bring you back because, you know, way back when we had you on earlier in the season, you mentioned 
something along the lines of, you know, Ravens 49ers potential Super Bowl preview. And I'm not really sure we, we had an idea or, or knew where both of these teams were, were somewhat headed, you know, back when you came on the first time. But now, you know, I think this game may be even bigger than, than we thought it was going to be back then. Um, let's start with Lamar Jackson because he is someone who continues to get doubted. Um, people have not believed in his arm, yet he continues to make plays. He made some phenomenal throws last night, and before the first quarter even ended, there were MVP chants throughout the Coliseum in Los Angeles for him. Um, how has this team kind of taken on his personality? Wait, wait so first of all, I, I just want to confirm that you're saying that I was right. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I just wanted to shine well, a little light on that, well, that weeks ago well, here's the I thing. made this call. Here's the thing about it, Amber. Even when you're wrong, you're right. You're always right. So um, that, 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 that's, right that's, why, that's, why, that's why you're here. Absolutely. So, yeah, you were. You, well, I guess you were double right. Yeah. I, I And I've doubled down on this Ravens team. And uh, you're right. I hope people are believers now. Um, and I'm not just saying this because I'm from Maryland and, you know, everybody knows I, I was covered the Ravens for many years and, you know, have an affinity for the people in that building. But I've, I'm also a realist. You know, I'm not going to say a team is good when they're not. I cover football for a living. But I, I saw things early on, even when they lost to the Chiefs and they lost to the Browns uh, and back to back losses. I just felt like this was a team that something was going to click. And man, did it click and then also i saw the 49ers early very early on i covered a monday night game and i would i walked away from that saying this team could go to the super bowl and i've stood by that um my good friend james jones former packer he bet against me uh the other night he said the rams have the personnel to stop lamar jackson aaron what? donald and them aaron <laughs> donald and dante fowler and Jalen ramsey they are gonna give the formula for stopping and i said you want to bet so if you guys go on instagram today you will see james jones wearing a lamar jackson jersey apologizing <laughs> to me because he lost the bet saying that he feels like he has superpowers because he's wearing number eight and i hope that the rest of the country kind of is starting to to buy into this because how can you not I saw Lamar for the first time up close and it was even more impressive in person I saw you know they went for it on fourth down it was fourth and four and they were up by 30 points and they go for it are you kidding me yeah. I mean this offense is just they're <laughs> confident you could even call them a little cocky but Lamar is passionate. Like he would not get that extra yard and he would come up and bang his helmet, his hand with his helmet. And he was frustrated that he couldn't get that one extra yard. Now, does it worry me? Yes. You know, at some point you've got to learn to sidelines your best friend, get out of bounds, don't or slide or do something, but he's going to fight for every extra yard that he can get to get that first down. And I'm just, I'm beyond impressed. And people within that organization, I spoke to Eric DaCosta uh, before the game. I spoke to the team president, Dick Cass as well. And they both were like, Amber, I mean, we, you know, we hoped to be good. We knew we had talent. They had no idea they were going to be this good. They thought they were maybe a year yeah. out yeah. from being this dominant. And so this this team is amazing. And I can't wait to see them go up against the 49ers defensive line, who's just as impressive. I love these two teams. Oh, uh, you know what? We're being joined by Amber Theo Harris, my friend. You said friends of the show. She's been my friend for years, so. I can jump in on that one, Rashad. I'm just going to just go ahead and say that. I don't know why we have to say friend of the show because she's been here twice. I'm I, new to I the party. More time. 
I spent more time with with this with this person in the last you know five years than I spent with my we family. Go back. Yeah, we go back. <laughs> yeah. We done yeah. a lot of football together. Yeah, exactly. But now, but but let's get back to the personnel. So the Rams personnel definitely did not match up with them. And I I would have never said that because I didn't think they had the speed defensively to go sideline to sideline with this team. However, yeah, exactly. That was the problem. I mean, you yeah. literally saw Aaron Donald chasing Lamar and he was 10 feet behind him. I mean, yes. it was, it was, he was just getting outrun. And it was, like you said, it was sideline to sideline. It was uh-huh. sideways. It so, was not going downfield. I mean, it was at times, but more so what really hurt him was it couldn't keep up with him sideline to sideline. And, and, and you look at this team, so a lot is talked about the smash mouth ball that they play. Yes, the Ravens are very physical, but, but, so we have alluded to it. They do go sideline to sideline. I think the 49ers have the personnel that uh, defensively that big enough, long enough, rangy enough, fast enough to play them sideline to sideline. Uh, I have my thoughts on what they have to do defensively to slow down Lamar Jackson. What do you think after looking at him and seeing him up close and personal on film? He looks fast. I haven't seen him up close and personal just Uh yet, but what do you think you have to do to slow him down? I don't think you can. I think that what, what defenses think they should do is if you've got guys that are good, uh, good outside guys, which, which the, the 49ers do, I know they're a little banged up, but if you can create pressure on the outside, you've got to figure out a way to, to contain him and try to push him up the middle, but he can beat you up the middle too. I think mm-hmm. the plan for the, I think the plan for the Rams, I mean, you know, Wade Phillips, I was looking at a lot of film leading up Wade Phillips, you know, He'll, he'll bring the corner blitz, right? Like he'll he'll bring them from the outside, coming down, come from the slot, and create pressure to push the quarterback up in the middle into number ninety nine, right? That's a great yeah. game plan. Yeah. Or push them right into Clay Matthews. Great, great game plan. Well, you know what happens if that blitz, like if you miss, and this this team, like the Rams defense, they want to they want to pin their ears back and go forward. Well, that's great. Well, when you do that, you also create a running lane. If you miss, you better get him. <laughs> and they didn't. You know, last year we saw the Chargers use that penny defense. Remember that against a, a less experienced Lamar Jackson that couldn't throw the ball as well. And it worked. Where you have one linebacker, everybody else mm-hmm. defensive backs. Um, and, and it worked in the playoffs. But if you remember, the Patriots then played the Chargers, who played that same Gus Bradley defense in the very next game. And what did the Patriots do? They ran it right down their throat. So yeah. I think if somebody tried to do that again to the Ravens, that's exactly what would happen. So, I, I mean, what do you think, Eric? Like, I, that's, that's the answers I've been given, and they haven't worked. Okay, okay, so, so me, well, so so me, I'm looking at it. First of all, you have to, what what I think the 49ers can do. You have to dominate the line of scrimmage. You're absolutely right. You have to you have to get between uh, the guards and the tackles. And I'm looking at some of the some of the defensive some of the offensive linemen. Uh, I think you have the ability to kind of screw them up with with some of your stunts. Um, Yonda's got to do. Say, what are you going to stunt? Well, yeah, so I mean, so if you stunt and, and you look at it, because looking at um, uh, Bozeman and some of his footwork, I think you can get him off balance. So now you can create, and what the 49ers have in the middle of their defense, you have the ability to reestablish the line of scrimmage. You're right, you, you, got, you can't rush beyond Lamar. He's going to make some plays. That's a, that's, that's a given. He's going to make some plays. But what I think teams have been doing um, incorrectly something that I think the 49ers with all the speed and length they have on the defense can do. Don't view Lamar Jackson as a running quarterback. Stop that. 
When he's in the pocket, you want me the running back? <laughs> yes, when he's when he's when he's in the pocket, he's the quarterback, and you rush him accordingly. You stay in your rush lanes. You do all those things. Any single time that he looks like it's that read option, if if he is on the edge, if he has an opportunity to run with the ball, do what the the Ravens gave them the blueprint in the Super Bowl when they played Colin Kaepernick. The Ravens mm-hmm. hit they hit him every single play. Every yeah. single time, play side, they had a guy that you you hit him. He's a running back. You don't you never think that he's not running the ball. And I think yeah. you have to do that and see if he can handle it. Because the the one thing that I do know about running backs in this game, even Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram's solid. We know how tough he is. Mark Ingram takes plays off after getting hit a few times. If mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is if Lamar Jackson is going to be a running back running the ball double-digit times, if you approach him like one, expect him to run like one, expect him to drop his shoulders, lower his shoulders, take the hits, you hit him like one. How many plays did he play? How many plays did he play? But the problem is, Sean Sean McVay said going into that game, he said, yeah, the greatest challenge is is scheming for if you think he's going to run, it's an 11-on-11 play. Mm -hmm. Every other quarterback in the league, you have to – it's 11 on 10 because you yes. eliminate the quarterback as a runner. So they knew that they had the mentality that you're talking about, but so they don't have the personnel knowing what to do and executing it are two different things. And who does have the personnel? I mean, that do that do the 49ers have the personnel? I'm not sure. And let's say you do treat him as a runner and you're able to hit him like a runner. You're able to wear Mark Ingram down. One of the secrets, and nobody talks about this this Ravens offense, is Greg Roman loves tight ends. And he uses all three of those tight ends, Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, and Hayden Hurst, mm-hmm. um, so extremely well. Um, not, like, not only in the, in, the, in the passing game, they use them in the running game. He'll use three tight end sets to confuse people. And um, that is another weapon that, let's say, you do eliminate the run game with Mark Ingram. He could pass it to anybody. And now it's getting even more scary because Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin, the two rookie receivers, you know, this wasn't a very good outside stretch the field kind of a team. Yeah. Speed. Now those two young guys did great against a very good Rams secondary. They, but and they're making plays. Even, but, they're getting scarier. And you know what? On the flip side of that, we know back and forth that the flip side of that is that the 49ers have shown that they have some young players and, and, um, and uh, Mosley and Witherspoon that have come along, that have shown that, that, that they can make plays. Um, uh, Jaquaski, he's starting to make plays. Ward, they, they're making plays. It's not just about Sherman, the only guy that you feel comfortable with. So you can play the 11 on 11 if your DBs can hold up. And I think that the 49ers secondary is very underrated. I think they mm-hmm. do have the ability to hold up. Because remember, you won't have to do it every single play. Um, because there are certain formations that you, that you know that the run is not going to be there. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the read option, and because you're right, he's going to make it. But I do think they have an opportunity not to stop it. I'm with you on that. You're not going to shut him down. It's, it's the Jordan rules. You know he's going to get some. <laughs> yeah. he, he's he's going to get some. He's going to make some plays because he's he's that dynamic of a player. But you make him pay for it. I'm, I'm sorry. Nobody likes getting hit in the beak. And if he's going to come in, hit him like a running back, you, you're going to have to show him that he's going to pay for those plays. And that's where I think mistakes start to come. And, and I think you have to force him into some mistakes because if you allow him to just do what he does, okay, they'll be chanting MVP again. We know that Greg Roman 
from being here with the Niners, I know Greg Roman. I know Greg. I know Greg Roman back. I know him longer than I've known yeah. you, Amber. I know. I knew yeah. him when he was holding well, cards. The forty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know him all the way back to the Panthers. I, oh, okay. I know. I know him back when when I was still playing. Um, so I, I mean, so I, I I understand this guy and what he likes to do. You you touched on it. He wants to get the tight ends in. He wants to get big people. He wants to create angles and leverage to make defenders uncomfortable. He wants big guys to have to think where is the hit going to come from. That's that's his forte uh, as an offensive co- uh, coordinator and play caller. He wants to do that. But I, I'm going to go take this back. Bringing all those big bodies in and shrinking the field, I think that plays into the 49ers' hands. They are they have shown that they are susceptible to giving things up when you spread them out and you let that quarterback run. Everyone is has problems that way. So you're saying the 12, more, 13 personnel, if they do that, then that favors the Niners' defense? That, I think that, yes, I think that favors the mm-hmm. Niners' defense because you get more bodies. Well, it's not necessarily the personnel, it's the formations. And Greg likes – he likes to put a lot of people close to the ball. But uh, the and, 49ers have coverage linebackers. I mean, everybody's got good pass rushing you know, linebackers, but really the key against that Ravens offense is do you have a coverage linebacker? Do you have somebody that can match up with a tight end? I would argue uh, the best one is, is is on IR right now in Quan. Um, I don't. I mean, you... um, yes, but I think Fred Warner um, plays. Uh, he he dissects things well. He plays well. Quan was the best one. Uh, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think that, that I think that they have bodies that can do it successfully. Because um, that's where the mismatches are right now. That's yeah. where Greg Roman is getting the advantage with the tight ends, uh, using them I, in the you know passing game, and it's it's a mismatch with if if you don't have linebackers that can drop back, it's it's causing problems. I think I think Greenlaw and Fred Warner can hold their own. own. Um, but but you're right, that is going to create a problem, and that's that's one of those things that you have to figure out. Do you want to get safeties in those situations or linebackers? It's going to be a great chess match. I'm I'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to it um, because both of these clubs, like I said, we can we can argue both sides. I could actually flip over on your side and argue the point for Baltimore. Oh uh, yeah, because, I told you I love both of these teams. Yeah, here's the I mean, question. Here's a big question for you. People are missing this because, like like any good offense, the quarterback, the offense gets all of the attention. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's MJ. He's going to get his – Lamar is going to score points. So you've got to accept that. So try to limit him to – let's say it, if you can limit him to under 30, that's phenomenal. That is, that's, that's a great job. Do you have the offense on the opposing team to score 30 points? And that's been a, that's been a problem for other teams. And we know that the 49ers can do that. Can they do it against a Ravens defense that is much improved after getting Marcus Peters back? Yeah. Marcus Peters has had a, a huge effect of on course. that secondary and what they're able to do because now they can put Humphrey on a number one. They don't always have him you know, one-on-one, but they can put him on a number one. They can put Carr on a tight end. That's what they like to do. And it just has changed what they're able to to do and that's still with michael pierce out the defensive tackle so when he comes back i mean i think that it's going to be tough to score against him and that has been the achilles heel for other teams obviously mark stopping lamar jackson's an issue but scoring enough points to go tip for tat with him it's hard uh, uh you know now i'm gonna jump in and then Rashawn, i'm gonna let you say this i'm gonna make mine quick i don't think they're i don't think they score 30 points against this defense 
that's okay. that's the thing. I think this defense is one of the few that can actually limit some of those things. Like you're not going to stop him, uh, but but if you if you give them thirty points, no, you're not going. You you can't beat this team if they can score thirty points. And that's how I feel about any you know Super Bowl contender. If you can get thirty points a game, you're going to win. They're going to win. Yeah, you, you should, but that's you what they do. They're scoring what thirty-seven points a game. I have to look at the updated after they put forty-something on them last night. Well, well yeah, you, but you know what? I understand it. But they put up what when when you put up a fifty burger on someone, you know, yeah, it changes. You know, so so, so we're yeah. just looking at what you're playing <laughs> when you're playing real football teams, and not because that's what we always say: numbers can lie. So I, I just wanted, to, but but, uh, but all, the all, ability, all these years, I thought people lied, but numbers never lie until yeah, I met num- you. Numbers can lie. Number you can skew numbers to, to work at whichever way you want them to when you're talking sports. But this team, they we know that they can score. I think that this is the type for both of these clubs because the Niners, we've seen them put up those thirty pointers. Can you mm-hmm. can you get three scores against the Ravens defense? If so, that's a big you put question. Yourself, you put yourself in position to win. I think it's the same thing for the Ravens. If they can get three scores against this defense, they put themselves in position to win. I just think that's a very difficult thing to do for 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 the for that club. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I agree. Did you ever play in Baltimore? Did you ever yeah. play in Baltimore? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's up there with. I mean, obviously, I would put Seattle first as an atmosphere. It's difficult to play in and home field. Pittsburgh's tough. It's one of the greatest sports atmospheres to play in. People who haven't been there, they don't understand what it's like to play in that stadium. This being a home game for the Ravens is what I think it could come down to. Let's say that both teams score around 30 points. Let's say it is a shootout. I think the Ravens special teams have the edge. Um, They've got Justin Tucker, so... Yeah, I just think um, that that yeah. could be the deciding factor. That, that could that could be. I I just don't see this. I don't see any way this becoming a shootout. I just no. do not okay. see that happening. Yeah. I would love if it is. I mean, I think it would be fun. I can't, I can't wait. I wish oh, I would be fun. in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, it's not a primetime game. If it was, I'd probably be assigned there. But, man, I hate the flexing. Like, they should have flexed this. They should have yeah, flexed thought, weeks ago. I, yeah, I thought this would, would be the game of, of this three-game stretch. The Niners are currently in with the Packers last week and then the Ravens this week, and you got the Saints the following week. I thought this would be the game that, that would get flexed. Um, but yeah, yeah, it you, didn't. Yeah, it didn't. You got those protection rules and all that. I the the one team that scored against the Ravens this year was the Browns. They put up forty. Aside that, no one else no one else has scored more than uh well the, the Chiefs scored thirty against them as well. Um but and, you know, even a blind squirrel can find a nut, Rashad. Yeah. Well that was also that was also, that was also before Marcus pre- Peters. Pre- and, Marcus and before Peters. they yeah. settled, yeah. yeah. It was also and they were banged up on the defensive line then. So yeah, I mean and I think also the offense was still trying to find its identity. I mean, look, every playmaker on that team is a first or second year player on offense. Yeah. The, the rookies are receivers, except for Willie Sneed. Uh, Lamar Jackson's a second year player. Gus Edwards, um, uh, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst. They, those are all second year players. Yeah. So it, it took some time. That's why I look at the, the loss to the Browns as an anomaly. They weren't. They they were still getting finding their identity. Of course it was. We we know that. I, I had to tell the guy your the other guy you're talking to right now that the Browns aren't a playoff team early on. Yeah. The Niners beat him. He was like, Oh, that was it. I was like, the Browns aren't making a playoff. Stop it. But they're not they're not good. I, I know that. He drank the Kool Aid. Yes, he did. It was enough. It was enough Kool Aid to go around, and 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 I'm well, I, I'm, well, I'm favorable of a nice glass of Kool Aid every now and then, Amber. You know, I, 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 I
No, go ahead. Go ahead. You uh, but, can finish it with your Kool Aid. Well, I, I, I just, <laughs> I think my issue is, I, I don't know. I'm not sure that this Niners offense can put up 30 points against this Ravens defense. They don't have to. Well, I think they will. I think they will have to. I I kind of I, I I tend to agree with Amber on this. I, I think they will because I feel like like you said about Lamar, like he's going to get his right. He's he's there, there are going to be plays that he's going to make, and you're just going to be scratching your head like, wow, how did this happen? Um, and, and the pace at which he plays at, um, once he gets in the open field, he he he's phenomenal, and and he's improved as a passer too. I, I think that's one of the things that people don't want to give him enough credit for. You know, these throws that he's making this year, he wasn't making these throws last year. Um, I don't even think he was making these throws at Louisville, to be perfectly honest with you. And, and so I think that that right there has gives them, you know, some somewhat of an advantage against against this Niners defense coming up on Sunday. Um, and, oh, I, I see. You, you sound scared. I, 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 I am. Tri- <laughs> do, look, I'm, Amber, I'm, I'm, you sound I'm, scared, doesn't I, he? I, look, no, I think he sounds rational. I'm, I'm just looking logical. at it. I'm with you guys on this. Well, of course uh, Lamar has gotten better because he's not taking classes. He's working on football, and he's getting better as a as a, as a player, and, and I like it. I see what they're doing. I also like the fact that they aren't afraid to just allow him to do what he does. By that, uh, John Harbaugh and Greg and, and Greg Roman, they are saying, hey, this guy is a weapon running the ball, so we're not going to, like, scheme and try to fool you. We are going to, by design, give him a certain amount of carries and touches in, game, in our game plan. It's not complicated what they're doing. They're no, not doing not some, like, crazy offensive scheme. They, you know kind of what they're going to do. It's just nobody can figure out how to stop them. You have to have the personnel. I think this is a team that can do it. Um, but, but both uh, these are the clubs that I'm looking at to grow. Uh, now, I said this before, and, and I looked at it. Um, I think both of these teams, I, I was talking to um, Brady up in Baltimore this morning, and I told him this was my comment, and I'd like to hear yours on it, Amber, and yours, Rashawn. I think both of these teams have what it takes, but they have work to do. Um, I don't even know right now if I would actually say the, that I, they both have potential to be the best teams in their conference and meeting the Super Bowl. Would you say both of these clubs are the best in their conferences today? A hundred percent. I think both of them are the best in their conferences today because the Patriots offense is an Achilles heel this year for them. Um, but I have covered the game long enough. I have been to enough playoff games in Foxborough. Um, in January to mm-hmm. never count the Patriots out in January. I think the Ravens can beat the, the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I like the Ravens team better than I like the 49ers team. I don't know if the Ravens can get to the Super Bowl if they have to play the Patriots in Foxborough in the playoffs. Now, that tiebreaker, if they come up you know, with the same record and the fact that the Ravens beat them in the regular season, the playoffs could go through Baltimore. I like the Ravens having a chance to get to play the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't like any other teams. Maybe the Saints in the NFC could could give the uh, 49ers a run. I'm trying to think. Yeah. The Seahawks probably yeah. could. I like the Seahawks. But I, I still like the 49ers the best. That defense wins in the playoffs, and that defense is, is, is darn good. Yeah, I think it's the defense for the Saints that people just aren't talking about. They're not giving that unit enough credit over there in New Orleans. And everybody talks about Breeze and the job that Bridgewater did while Breeze was out. But um, that defense has been been really good all year long. Um, 
I so to me, I, I look at this Baltimore team and they're really good. And then kind of like you said, Amber, like watching that game there on Monday night, it was like it was almost it was like I, I looked over. I, I was with my brother. I was with my brothers and and, and some friends, and, and I looked over his first quarter. I was like, this looks like a scrimmage. It, it yeah, looked, it looked like it looked like child's play. Yeah, it looked it, like it was like JV and against Kurt Warner, who was doing the game with me. He said, "I never thought I would say I saw you know I see a team that is impressive to me like in person as my own greatest show on turf." And he was saying that that's how much of an impact that offense had on him last night. That he oh, was goodness. That, 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 that oh my goodness! Tell Kurt I said he's crazy. That offense not even remotely as good as the offense that they had in St. Louis. He wasn't oh, saying that. He was just saying he hasn't had his eyes kind of pop out at offense like that. Like, whoa, man, I mean, okay, it, that's it, fast. It, it, it was, it was, was, it was, was eye-popping. It was fast. Oh, yeah. You had speed everywhere. It was. Rashad, tell, tell Eric. I mean, it. people were in awe, and I cover a lot of games. You don't see people in awe very often. It was like something we hadn't seen, and and I'm not trying to blow it up. People were saying that on the sidelines, like, What's going on? Yeah. This is crazy. I I agree with you guys in saying this offense. It's amazing what what they're doing right now. I don't. I won't go greatest show on turf. I think you know the the X factor is as we've been discussing is is the fact that you teams aren't defending the quarterback because okay. you have to really put in special defenses to do that, and you have to have the personnel to do it. Because it doesn't matter if if you start saying we want you to take the quarterback on this play, if you don't have a guy at that backer position with the ability to actually chase him down, like you said, you had Aaron Donald chasing Lamar, that doesn't help. That's not going to work. You have to have that. I think I think that's part of it, and you can look at it and, and go that route. But I do think that this team, um, I, that you you can slow them down. I, I, I think, it, and it's not – the skill people because we keep we keep talking about it and we're discussing all of the skill guys and how fast they are and everything it's the big boys up front that i think you can attack i i really i really do think and that's why i think where i think the 49ers have an opportunity to change things i started this off by saying you're going to have to reestablish the line of scrimmage and you're going to have to make make things uncomfortable you said it yourself amber when you do that you can't allow rush lanes because if so if you if you leave open lanes, he's going to take off. We've seen yeah. him do that. Uh, I think I think they have the bodies and the speed to, to be able to. I agree. To I agree. Able, I mean, with Bosa and, and the big bodies of Armstead and, and Buckner and they're uh-huh, long, right in his face. You know, those right, defensive right linemen are long. You know, that, mm-hmm. they're not just big; they're fast and athletic, and that's, that's what sets them points. apart. Yeah, yeah, that's, but, that's, that's, but that's but that that's it's that's those be a guys. Great matchup. That's those guys up front, right? But you get him yeah. going down. He gets past those guys up front, right? And he gets going downhill. Now he's full speed in the secondary. Well, that's, that's, well, good, that's good everyone. And that, well, but see, that's <laughs> the thing about it. That's making plays. That's why I say MJ rules. He's going to make some plays. It's about limiting those plays. It's about taking taking away the ones, the, the read options and the things that you know he's going to do. When you see the quarterback, they, they, you know, Greg Roman will just run student body left or right. Well, he will just have a quarterback sweep. And he mm-hmm. did it with Alex Smith. He did it with Colin Kaepernick. He's doing it now. Uh, you watch that. And I was going, I went back because the game was so boring. I just started watching tape. <laughs> and I went back and I, and I was watching these. I was watching Baltimore run those type plays. No, seriously, I did. I was just like, this is just. I, I watched this game. I know how this is going to turn out. So I went back, and and what you see is that speed taking over to where they will take off around the sideline, and 
they have bodies in place, but they just can't catch up to them. I think the 49ers have enough speed to um, to where it's comparable in those situations. Now, you still have to make the tackle. You still have to bring him down. You still have to dissect what's happening, but I think they have the opportunity to do it. And that's that's what I love, I love about this. He's hard to get on the ground, and yeah. that's what Sean oh, McVay yeah. said to me coming out of the locker room. Uh, you know, I said, what do you got to do better? And he said, well, you got to get – he goes, I know he's great. You got to get him on the ground. We just can't yes. get him on the ground. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's, sometimes it's so simple. It's tackling. So I, I, we'll see. I mean, I, I, it's it's going to be definitely the best matchup of the week. It's a, I think we'll see both teams in the Super Bowl, and that's that's I'm doubling down on that. I said it two weeks ago. I still think we'll we'll see them both. I like what you said about the Super Bowl, and this is what and this is what I was saying when these clubs. This is this could be a prequel, um, and, but and I do think the Ravens are the type club that definitely give the 49ers problems. And mm-hmm. that could happen in the Super Bowl as well because of that running quarterback spreading them. We've seen those guys be able to make plays. Um, I think if not playing, if another, but having to go through New England, if they maintain home field advantage, I'm with you, Amber. We've all seen it. We've all been there. That's a tough yeah, you'd one. You'd be stupid. That's a tough to. one. And but I don't. But I don't think the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots can beat the 49ers. I I I, I think. These I don't two, either. I don't yeah. either. I agree. I, I agree. So, so I, I think it's, it's a question of who matches up in that game and where they progress from right now. That you know how that turns out, but this could definitely, this is definitely a possibility of the final game. We all know that. Now you can jump in, Rashawn. I'll what, shut up. What, <laughs> well, I just want to want to ask both of you in in your opinion, what's the difference? Because and we saw RG three have. You know, a cup of coffee with 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 the zone read. We saw what Cap was able to do with the zone read, and and that lasted, um, you know, a, a little bit. But what Lamar is doing has exceeded all of that. And this is an offense now that has has been around the NFL, you know, a, a lot longer than it was when Cap when Cap was doing it. It was fresh. It was new. People hadn't really seen it much in the NFL. Like like, what's the difference with with Cap Lamar? Cap throw the ball the way that Lamar. Cap never worked on his <laughs> passing game the way that Lamar did this past offseason. He busted his butt uh, working in the offseason to become a better passer. So that's one thing that's different from Cap. He's a more dynamic player than Kaepernick. He's a more accurate passer. Um, he has a better offensive line. He has better running back behind him. He has three tight ends that can catch the ball. Um, they just have, He has more weapons. He. Um, I also think with, with, with the regards to Robert Griffin III, he got injured. And he just never could run the same way. His knee wasn't the same. Um, and he never developed into a passer. So so, so Kaepernick and and Robert Griffin III were dynamic. And, yeah, the read, this whole read option thing didn't have the same weapons, didn't have the ability to evolve into a passing quarterback the way that um, Lamar is. I think that's a difference. Okay, my take on it would pretty similar. Uh, the only thing that I'll go off script on with you a little bit is that Cap did work on his game. He's just simply not as good a passer as L- Lamar is at this Agreed. stage. Yeah, so so that's that's the thing. He worked. Cap worked on it. He's he Lamar's just better at that. Yeah. As far as running the ball and RG three, uh, why did why didn't that phase um, fare as well? Remember, RG three did have a good year. The difference is that Lamar is just bigger. That's why I said you have to look at him as a running back. He's he's bigger. He's stronger. Um, he can take the hits better. You see him seeking contact and not falling apart. You you remember when uh, Alodi Nada hit um, Robert Griffin and almost knocked his leg off? 
when you uh-huh. know when he was running down the middle of the field. Yeah. I mean, he was he was like just a rag doll out there. So you have a bigger body, um, you have a stronger body, a, a different type of uh, mindset from a runner, and then he's just an overall better player than those other two guys that you're comparing him to. That, so that's part of it, Rajan. Uh, the other aspect of it is that this is something that we still have to pump our brakes on. This is one season. Yeah, okay? that's the part of it. Wait, so it's this, not just so Cap and RG3, but just these running quarterbacks and, in general. You yeah, know? This, it's season to season, and we have to see it right now. He's MVP um, mm-hmm. caliber. So now the question is, can he sustain that? Uh, I think he follows a Russell Wilson trajectory more than a RG3. Oh, well, well, he's different body type and everything. He's a he's, he's a better player than RG three. He's a better player than Cap. If you look at his early on and what he has the ability to uh, progress to, the one thing that I think differs between he and Russell is that Russell doesn't seek contact. Russell doesn't have a, a, a running back mentality. Lamar yeah. has a running back mentality, and the difference in those two guys at the quarterback position is that. So let's just say. Russell injures his non-throwing shoulder. You can still run your offense, and you can still be extremely successful. If Lamar injures his non-throwing shoulder, you still take the runs out of your game. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because if he yeah. if he gets popped, he has to come off the field. It greatly affects because of the way he runs the ball and the way the offense is built around his actual running touches as a running back. It affects how you have to play the game and, it, and with an injury. As long as he's healthy, it's no problem. But, uh, you know, a bad ankle, both of them can play. Patrick Mahomes, all these guys, we, you can look at them We've and you it. can say which guy has the highest end. Well, bad shoulder, bad arm, you can still do it. You don't take some things away. Russell still has his legs, so does Lamar. But a bad shoulder, you take the run away. Bad leg, you take the run away. Uh, so, so those—that's the difference, and I—and I want to see how he progresses even more as we move forward. But right now, like I said, this season, he—he he is putting it down. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, Amber, you—you've been—you've been right on. I, I got to tell you, when you were on the show the first time, and and you were talking about the Ravens, I wasn't quite a believer at that moment. Um, I, so, I, so you're I, saying I'm right again? I just yeah, want to. I, mean, I just yeah. want to make sure everybody's clear throughout this. <laughs> I, t- I told them before you came on the first time. Like, you know, when I told them, I said I'm going to call Amber and see if she's got some free time. And of course, you were like anything for you. But I, I told him, I said, when she comes on, you're going to see. I, I, and he was like, well, what do you, what what can we talk about? I said, anything you know about football. Talk about it because she knows more. <laughs> As James Jones had to claim on Toto today, Mama Thea knows more than me. Oh, I'm loving it. He looks good in purple. Woo. <laughs> it, it was a lot of purple inside the Coliseum on Monday as well. I'm, I'm sure uh, you, you probably felt a little bit of home vibes there. Uh, shout out to the DMV. I was like secret fist pumping when people weren't looking, you know, <laughs> when my boss wasn't looking. They were like, yo, Amber. And I was fist pumping all down the line. Hey, this is, you know what? I want to say something. This is great for the city of Baltimore. That city's been through a lot in the past yeah. five years. They've been through the riots. They've been through the social injustice um, with the police brutality. Um, the, the young people there are struggling. There's no heat in the schools. 
they're going to school with their coats on, freezing their butts off. It's wow. just the people are suffering. The economy is taking a downturn. And this has given people a reason to be happy and a reason to have hope and to believe again. And and I love it. And that that team is so connected to that city. It's the soul of the city. And I'm just so proud of what that team is doing for, for my home area. Uh, you said that perfectly. Um, I, I, earlier I mentioned about that being one of the greatest sports venues out there. And um, for people who haven't experienced it, uh, there was, there was, and Amber, you've seen it, there was nothing like, um, and and I've been in some great places, but just the love that that city shows for that team and those colors. Like when Ray Lewis would come out and do his squirrel dance before, Mm -hmm. uh, before that, before game, when they were introducing them, you could feel the entire region. (laughs) The entire region was there with him in that moment and that's what sports are about you, you're right it, yeah it, it, it's a it's great giving... sports city it's yeah, a great it's... sports city i mean you got people there like i said they're they're blue collar to struggling you know that i would say that's the that's the spectrum you know, yeah. you've got people that are, are working at the docks that are working in the steel yards there that you know they work hard for their money it is a blue collar town I and mean, then you've got people that are just straight up trying to get through the day and it's it the city has been struggling for a long time they haven't had the leadership at mayor um that they need and but they love their teams and when they lost the, the colts back in in the early 80s it was like the the heart of the city got ripped out and getting the ravens back has been that city's true love and it's been just really fun that that team has given them, you know, two Super Bowls already, and they might give them another one this year. Yeah, but it's going to be sad to make the city cry this week, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that, Amber. <laughs> well, I wish the 49ers luck. I realize this is a 49ers podcast. Love Kyle Shanahan. Robert Sala, I think, is amazing. I love the guys on that team. I I, I mean, I just want to see a, a, a tough matchup, and that's what we're going to get for sure. Yeah, and Amber, you know me well enough to know that I don't scout with my head. I mean, with my heart, I scout with my head. I want to see – I'm with you. I want to see a great matchup right now. This isn't even about who's the best team. Um, you can see who's better on Sunday. Uh, you don't crown anybody a champion right now. I'm just interested in seeing as all the things we discussed. Can mm-hmm. you keep a team under 30? Can you slow down uh, Lamar? You know, Lamar, can 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 you stop the pounding run game from both of these teams? How are these coaches going to figure things out defensively? That's, that's the part of it I'm intrigued by right now because this game – Right now, we know, we know both of these clubs are good enough to be there at the end, regardless of this outcome. But it's going to be so much fun watching this one. Yeah, just want to see a, a yeah. really great, well played football game, and, and yeah. hopefully that's that's what's on the horizon. Amber, we are forever indebted to you. Open door policy. Whenever you want to come on, you're always welcome here on the Believe oh, in Forty Nineers podcast. Talking low ball with you guys, always love it. Thank you so much. Anytime. The great happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you happy as well. Happy Thanksgiving. The great, the talented Amber Theo Harris joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Thanks, Amber. Thank you. All right, ED. So one thing we we did not get to talk to Amber too much about Mm -hmm. um, was Marcus Peters. We mentioned him a little bit, but there was a little Mm -hmm. little brouhaha after the game between him and Jalen Ramsey. Weird to me (laughs) because those guys are never on the field at the same time. But Peters, of course, had that big interception, and and he – had some trash talking uh, to to Jalen Ramsey. Of course, you don't know the history. Rams traded uh, Peters yeah. away in order to acquire uh, Jalen Ramsey. He's a guy we we've kind of had different 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 opinions on him um, th- throughout 
throughout our, our discussions here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Um, when he was with the Rams, you know, somewhat mixed reviews. He, he had a tough a tough time. Some of it, of course, was schematically. But now it seems like he has fit in seamlessly with this Ravens defense. How has this defense changed since he's been there? Uh, well, I mean, they're just – they got better because they have better players. Peters is a good player. He, he, I, I, he was a good player when he was here. He was a good player when he was um, – with with uh, the Chiefs, I mean, he, he can just play. Uh, he, he's solid. He, he's he's a pro. He's a he's a Hall of Fame talent. And and I've said this to him. You know, he just needs to get himself in a position to where he is actually, um, uh, where, where he where he's just more technically sound. Uh, he he just has some bad habits. Yeah. But as for, but I've, and I've told him. You know, friends. I talked to him and, and I told and I told the guy like you. You are there's no question you're a Hall of Famer, but he's not remotely as good as he could be, believe it or not. He's not even, he's not even this dude has two, three more levels that he could turn up, which is scary. Because, it's really well, scary, just, but, but he's just so inconsistent. He's such a freak athletically and the way he sees the game and, and he can and he can um, he can decipher from personnel and, you know, down and distance route combinations and he can read quarterbacks and and you know jump balls and make plays and put himself in position and understand where the ball is going to be delivered and the angle he needs to take all of these things he, he can do the math so well that he sometimes doesn't work on all the other little things and i told him if you work on those dude there's there's no question that he could kick it up to a couple other levels so uh, that you know that i i I know he has that in him, and as far as the, you know, the, the little chirping with Ramsey, dude, you're dealing with corners, man. <laughs> you're dealing with guys that chase cars and howl at the moon, man. That's that's just that's just how it is. I, and those things happen, and you don't mean anything by it. It's just how it is. Guys are prideful at that position. I remember when I went when I went to the Carolina Panthers as a free agent. Uh, you know, I I was I was uh, first team All Pro. I'm, I'm going there. You know, I'm the big free agent signing for them. Um, and Tim McHire, yeah, uh, for, for your former 49er, Tim McHire, previously, he was the year before he was with the, with the Panthers. So they asked him something about it because he was a free agent. He had been released. They were free agent. And, you know, they asked him something about, about the Panthers and, and what he thought. And he was like, well, you know what? I know I don't think the defense is going to be any good because, you know, they got a bunch of scrubs at the corner position and, and, um, and, and, and you know he made some comment like that. So when I got there, my very first practice, many kept they asked me like, "What do you think about the comment that Tim, you know Tim made about you know?" And I was like, "What's that comment?" They told me they were like, "Well, he was saying that you know they have scrubs at the at, you know in the, at DBs and especially at the corner position they have a bunch of scrubs." And I, and this this is what I said because that's that's what DBs do, you know. And what I said was, um, I said, "Well, look, I said all I know, um, Tim's." He, he's a very good player. He did some really good things for the 49ers. And I said, but I've never really played with Tim. So he can't be talking about me if, if, when he was talking about his teammates, his scrub teammates. Yeah. I said, because I said, because um, the 49ers traded him and got and the pick that they traded him for. They drafted me with it. And I said, and then I said, the Carolina Panthers, they cut him and then signed me as a free agent, as you guys all know, and that's why I'm here now. I said, so my, my drop, my I drop. Said so, I said, so he can't be talking about me because every time I come to town, he seems to leave. 
ED with the mic drop. <laughs> but that's what DB, but what I'm saying, that's what DBs do. So that's what Peters is doing right now, where he's he's basically coming in. Unfortunately, everybody else had to get into it, but I, it's, it's nothing major. You take it personally because it is you, but then you also know it's not you. It's what they do. So Peters has an opportunity to say, look, you guys thought I was the problem. I'm not the problem. <laughs> so you may assign him, but it wasn't my fault. That's what he was doing. Before they were even talking about mic drops, ED with the epic mic drop, a mic drop of epic proportions to the Carolina <laughs> media way back when. That it, was pretty good, though, right? That, that I, was, you know what? It was always weird to me watching you in, in those colors, too, when, when, when you went over to Carolina. Um, but obviously you had tremendous success there. The – so we're talking about this with Amber, and, and you're absolutely right. This Baltimore team scares me, right? Before we get before we get out of here, what what position group is the most important one defensively for uh, for these Niners on Sunday? Going back okay. to Baltimore. Okay. Well, you know what? See, I, I was tweeting, and you know, and when the game was going on, and I mentioned it before we were talking to Amber that I stopped watching the game and I got on and I started watching film. Um, and I touched on a little bit the defensive front, the, the interior defensive front. Okay. I think I think you can take advantage of that center guard exchange. I think that you can that you can cross them up, uh, you know, put pressure up the middle. I believe that you can find some openings there. We all know that you're going to get pressure off the edges, but I think they can push the pocket. And I've seen the way this defensive front has been able to push the pocket and and just really change the line of scrimmage right at the snap of the ball. Knock off – and this is an offense that likes to do a lot of pulling. Uh, Greg Roman likes to – he likes to create angles with guys pulling and, and uh, you know, and swinging around. Well, if you, if you pressure up the middle, you can disrupt all of that because you're knocking those guys off and they're not getting in position to create those lanes that Ingram wants or that – uh, Jackson wants for, with some of those inside runs they do, and you string things out. They're fast enough to string things out and and run with them. That's unlike what we just saw with the Rams. I think if you attack the middle of this, the middle of their offense with with what they already do, I don't even think they have to do anything special. Just the way they've been playing, I think it will put them in position to where they will be able to control the line of scrimmage take away what Lamar uh, is capable of doing in a lot of that run game, Mark Ingram as well, and I think it will give them an advantage. That's that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing, how they do that. He's going to make some plays on the edge, but I think you can take away a major part of what they want to do in their run game by just stuffing right up in the middle. Yeah, Amber doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down on, on the Ravens being her, her pick uh, for the Super Bowl. And this potentially being a Super Bowl preview, uh, hopefully we get a really good – this thing has game of the year makings uh, about it. So uh, hopefully it does, of course, live up to the hype. Hopefully all of you continue to enjoy uh, your Thanksgiving weekend. And, and it'll be pina colada time with your leftover turkey sandwiches. Shout out, Campos. Uh, it'll be the Niners and the Ravens coming up this Sunday in Baltimore from M&T Bank Stadium. 
And uh, should be a good one. Should be a good one. Niners, we learned, are the gauntlet. This is game two of that tough three-game stretch that, that we circled uh, a, a little while back ago. So here we go. A huge test for the Niners coming up this weekend. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Enjoy Sunday. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.